Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania, near Blue Ribbon Dairy. That little rodent Punxsutawney film may have seen his shadow, but let's reverse that little bastard's plan for an extended winter and start thinking spring. Schedule a free estimate today with this family-owned and operated business and have your yard prepped and ready for summer. The shop also has house plants and arts and crafts for sale, as well as rock salt, just in case we do get that ice and snow. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Hit them up on Facebook or Instagram to learn more. Hands down, one of my favorite summertime jams. And no one will ever see me dance like that ever again. <laughs> Which makes me want to move terribly, but makes me want to move. You say dance like that. Is there like a recording of it? Or like, did it happen on a certain day? Like, what's going on with that? I don't know. It was just for the moment. I, mean, <laughs> I, heard, the, I heard the song and, you know, <laughs> I just started moving uncontrollably, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Elephants dancing. What's going on? What's going on, buddy? How's it going? Oh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I saw a couple of you guys at uh, the Steamtown Awards last year. Uh, Michael uh, hijacked the, uh, the the stream with Vine Street. Turns out he's in that band now, too. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Do you guys, are you guys like, uh, hey, buddy, we got some things going on over here. You can't be double dipping here. I mean, if we have open dates, send it. Playing more is always better. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're sharing. <laughs> sharing. Yeah. Sharing. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely down for sharing as long as long as like if we get a big date coming across, like you know, things some things got to happen. But like other than that, like have at it, man. What? So <laughs> so basically, you want him as your your main girl, and then Vine Street could be his side piece. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. Got it. <laughs> As long as we're Facebook official, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that's legit. <laughs> you know, if he's not Facebook official, then he's up to some shady shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure he takes pictures with you guys in it. Doesn't blur your faces out like your backgrounds. <laughs> oh, man. I apologize in advance if my cat decides to uh, jump up here behind me or across the screen for whatever reason. Yep. My cat, my cat's coming around too. Yeah, He's like kitty, kitty cats. Yeah. So, so my cat, uh, <laughs> when I used to live with my roommate, um, his name is Blue, like like the character from Jungle Book, Blue, the bear. Okay. And um, we nicknamed him My Penis, <laughs> but it's it's M A I P E N U S, like my tie, but like my penis. You know. Got it. Yeah. Good. Go. And it's like one word. It's like Latin almost. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, Jake would pick him up and, you know, give him a kiss and stuff. Oh, isn't this so sweet how you love to kiss my penis, you know? Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people would get, 
people would make the mistake of you know saying, "Oh, haha, yeah, your penis." Like, no, 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 you're gonna get kicked out like that. His name <laughs> is my penis. <laughs> Better respect. Yeah, Show some respect here. on that name. That's what I'm saying. He's over here eating flowers. <laughs> They're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They really are. I love them, but God damn it, they're stupid. <laughs> I just lost uh, my one cat. I think he was almost 18 years old. He died oh last God. year. Oh, wow. oh, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Yeah, he was uh, a diabetic for 10 of those 18, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I was like insulin shots twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. Oh, my God. And uh, I had him longer than I knew my wife. So that was like my longest relationship. <laughs> And he died last year. R.I.P. Chavis. I should have a picture of him somewhere. Yeah, my kitties are my buddies. To honor him. Yeah, he was the man. Yeah, frame him up. Yeah, it was kind of it's kind of sad. He he had like this breathing problem towards the end of his life, and uh, I just knew it was time, you know. And uh, so I and I knew that the next day I was going to take him and and kind of relieve him of his his misery. <clears throat> And I used to, he was laying on the top step, and I, I sat there. I he was actually named after. I do have this somewhere. Uh, Chevis Regal, the the Scotch whiskey. Who knows? So I don't know where it is. So um, I won't tell you the, the full story. But so I, I I sat the top step, and I was petting him with my my hand on his neck, drinking some Chevis. Chevis on the rocks, and um, he kept like turning his neck away from me, like, buddy, like, leave me alone. Uh, it turns out he had like a tumor on his neck. So, like, his last moments, his last night, I'm, I'm trying to like say goodbye, and I'm probably hurting him more than I am. Oh, <laughs> oh Ooh, buddy, what, what are you gonna do now? Now, you know, RIP sincerely, like, my cats are like, you know, their family and stuff. Now, r- respectfully. When you said he had a breathing problem, I thought you said he had a breeding problem. Oh no. His mom had a, his mom had a breeding problem. Like, this man's about to go. He's reproducing. No, his mom had a breeding problem. That's how I got stuck with him. Yeah, he was a he was a friend's the this the the child of a friend's cat back in the day. I was gonna say uh, Danny's cats, one of Danny's cats of my cousins cat <laughs> are all cousins. Our cats are cousins. <laughs> Keep it in the family, you know? Family of cats, yeah. Yeah. Dancing cats, elephants dancing. Why? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> elephants <So>, dancing. <laughs> the musical, you know? Yeah, that's that sounds like that's next. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I haven't seen you guys in a while. I had the pleasure of hanging out with uh uh Mike back in 2020. Yeah, I felt um, like so Wow. Yeah, that is <laughs> Alex yeah. Alex was on that with me. Yeah. And uh that was like when I was doing the alternators after hours. And uh it actually rained on you guys that night. I, I went back and listened to that again. Uh <laughs> kind of at work while I was working. Working. But um yeah, it's been a minute. And I imagine there's been a lot going on with uh elephants dancing, and that's why we're here to hang out tonight. Talk about what's up. So what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I mean, what's up, man? We're not. We're no longer. I, I think we're we're pandemic free, right? We're it's, that's done. It's over with. 
I would. We can agree it was just a, a phase. I mean, de- definitely a phase. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty hefty phase, but it was a phase. Well, they're saying now that it, it did come out of a, a lab in China. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that that phase kind of crippled us for a little bit because you know we were just starting to prepare for ourselves for touring, and you know, after shutting down all the events and shows, you know, we ended up losing members because people needed to start working. Sure, and you know, since then it's kind of been recuperating, finding people to fill spots and people that are committed to you know the same things we are, and you know, now we're writing some more music and kind of re-imaging the band and getting like together this big push for the summer that's cool and i i feel like you guys are a big summertime band like so you're you're getting ready now we're a summertime band because you know our music the vibes flows that way as well but it also has to do a lot of times with you know um members being in school studying music and like stuff like that so that kind of also plays a lot into the fact that we tour and play shows primarily in the summer. Oh, so just by accident, almost. Kind of. It works out. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's also like that spring break vibe, I feel like. like that, Or like that summer, like fresh out, like as soon as summer hits, like people are trying to go to the beach and like that's just like it. That like people, like as soon as like summer hits, people are just like ready to listen to our music for some reason, man. I love it. Tiki time, man. I'm gonna build a fucking tiki hut this year and just jam <laughs> tiki time all summer long. Oh, yeah. Mike's dad's got the tiki bar. Yeah. It was named after that, right? Yeah, it was. Mr. I were with his passion for tiki's. People that's like a thing though. Like people have like this like they're drawn Dude, they're to these, these things like <laughs> and like mm-hmm. these like cups and and candles and oh wait, no, and clocks and yeah it's crazy and, and the wall itself and like what do you think <laughs> it is i don't know maybe it's like a secret cult like they're actually <laughs> they're not you know they can't say anything about it but like they collect them to show their like Rating like their their ranking within the the tiki cult or something. <laughs> I remember I went to the beach back. <laughs> I went to the beach back in my weekender days, and I brought like you know I brought some like gifts back for like coworkers, and I bought like little tiki shot glasses. So just just like is that it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I was waiting for the punchline. No, punchline. That was it. There's, like this, there's just like this common like like here. I got you this tiki, whatever the fuck it was. And this, that was like, nice of you, man. Yeah, but like it was just a, like it represents this like this fun like oh, you know uh, moment and and I don't know. Just it's just it's weird this tiki thing. Yeah, would love to get like a giant tiki to just like bring to shows and just like set up like next to the merch table, just like or like a like a someone wear a tiki costume or some shit and just like run around. Yeah, why don't we do that? Like the Kool Aid uh, guy, but it's a tiki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like running around, just like no. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, what if it was one of those like, inflatable blowy tiki thingies, like oh, like the car lot, but like but a tiki. Kind of 
don't know there's an elephant's dancing show when you see one of those fucking things. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yes, both like one on Posted each side up of the out stage. Front outside the show. Yeah, outside the show, one on each side of the stage. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Like they would dance to your music for you. Then the the crowd would obviously also dance too because like mm-hmm. they're dancing. I think we're onto something here. Cracking the code, the yeah. tiki code, <laughs> the hierarchy. But you were saying, you know, the the, the pandemic kind of derailed you. Um, you're getting for tours and, and kind of, you're kind of like, you know, revamping now and you're getting ready to go back out. And um, what are your plans for this year? So, I mean, our our focus right now, we're gearing up for two big shows at the Jazz Cafe. Um, we're opening up. For, yes. Both? Okay. Yeah, so um, it kind of, we were supposed to run the show a little while ago, and it ended up getting pushed back. So now we have kind of like um two-week back-to-back thing. Um, we're probably going to run a promotion for anybody who can make both. But um, the first one is supporting Tropidelic. Uh, Tropidelic being a band that we played with once or twice, but they, they really hit it off the past couple of years. And, you know, they're super cool guys, super great band. And um, we're just excited to be supporting them. And then um, April 2nd is that yeah, one. It's April 2nd. And then April 21st, we'll be running a headliner at the Jazz Cafe featuring um, the Harvard Boys from Maryland and the Crates locally. Very cool. So two big shows at the Jazz Cafe. Jazz Cafe, man, like that's like, um, it's a good scene for you guys. I feel like, yeah. right? Yeah, honestly, I mean, so like that, that venue's kind of become a home for a lot of our, you know, bigger local shows like we we bring bands that we're friends with from out of town to come in and play with us there and like you know it started off with us supporting the bump and uglies and getting in there a little bit uh supporting of good nature higher education so now we have now that we have built ourselves up a little bit more we can bring some of our friends in those bands back and you know have shows of like our friends from joint operation higher education again and like you know, now the Harbor Boys and some of these other bands. So now we've gone from only doing supporting roles there to hosting shows and, you know, creating fun environments. And it's been like a big source of our growth. So like we definitely consider it kind of a home venue for us. Yeah, it's cool that the the Jazz Cafe is kind of, it's been such a, in years past, I guess prior to the pandemic, it was very like jam band, uh, I want to say hippie, but like just kind of not really open to a lot of like multi genres, right? I feel like I feel like now after the pandemic, there's they've been having a slew of different you know acts come through there. Whether it's yeah, you, know, you guys are the reggae ska type type outfit, and but they've had University Drive and James Barrett, and um, they just had uh Tori V and the Karma and Kyle Demko. It's, it's become I, I think they're actually embracing the fact that there are no other local venues really to to cater to you know artists like yourselves and kind of embracing that whole thing yeah it's pretty cool because like you know a lot of times it was you know touring jam acts and stuff like that but um it definitely is starting to fit a lot more of these local groups that like have a decent following around here because again like like you mentioned, there's not a lot of good places to host shows like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I can name like, you know, the V spot, um, Carl Hall just closed down. There's not a lot of like, 
you know, one to 300 cap venues around here to host music like that. That's really it. I mean, I think the V spot might be 250, and that's like uncomfortable, probably. Um, I'm not sure what the Jazz Cafe is, but I don't know other venues um, that really even exist now. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of them, you know, are bars that have music and stuff like that, or they're, you know, bigger stages or events and stuff like that. But just venues for touring acts, especially like, the V spot is a super great spot, but they don't take too many touring acts. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the jazz supports some of these touring acts, which is how we got to, you know, collaborate and open for a lot of these like bigger bands that we listen to and have been able to, you know, sort of get into the circuit a little bit. Yeah. And how long have you guys been around for? Eight, I think eight years, maybe eight and a half. Coming up, dancing for eight years. Okay, I think it was like think, 2015 was our first release. Maybe yeah, it was, no, it was summer of 2015 that we started writing music. So it'll be coming up on eight years for this summer. Okay, cool. Now, Danny, I know that you and Michael have kind of been like the consistent. Are these other two guys? These these guys uh, are they are they new additions since the pandemic, or am I just an asshole and I just didn't know that they existed before? <laughs> <laughs> no definitely new um i mean so okay good I'll, I'll let them introduce themselves a little bit but um dan i met through my roommate um yeah yes same roommate <laughs> his name is jake <laughs> but uh they're cousins and um you know from being from being so close to him i you know spent holidays with his family and stuff like that and we'd hang out and one day he told me he's like yeah my cousin plays trombone i was like i'm sorry what <laughs> So then uh we got kinda got kicked off on that and it's been like what Dan two years? Uh it's been no, it's been since twenty eighteen. What? Yeah, my first show was at uh Dixon City Circle Drive In. Uh, yeah, it was like twenty twenty. Those are during, during the pandemic. Twenty nineteen, yeah. Twenty nineteen. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so right right at the like the start of the pandemic. So like right right before then. So no, yeah, it's pretty pretty new, I guess. Feels like the pandemic was just like a lifetime, but it was only just like like a little bit. But well, it was only three fucking years, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 nothing. Right. So I always like it's funny because I'll see memories pop up on Facebook now, and it's like you know, this time of year is always. Now I reflect on like I'm I'm like oh three years ago around this time the world was kind of like I think we're nothing's that 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 big of a deal because today is March seventh, right? So I think a week from now is when like shit was like done. Like go home, mm-hmm. don't leave. You're all you're all fucked. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, it's a weird it's a weird timing. But yeah, I mean that was like three years of our lives. I feel like that are just kind of like like what what happened? Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Dan, Adam, do you guys want to like introduce yourselves? Tell people who you are. Yeah, let me know. Let the yeah. people know. Uh, my name is Adam. I, uh, I'm actually, I'm one of two members that are still in college. I'm the people that doesn't let them go on, uh, <laughs> non-summer tours. I um, teach during the week too. So you yeah. got off on that one. Yeah. And me too. <laughs> and I'm training to be a teacher. So I'm still going to be a reason why they're not going to go on tour. Uh, and, but, uh, yeah, I go to Marywood. I'm from Connecticut, uh, but I live up here in Scranton. Uh, 
I joined the band uh, kind of off a limb. Uh, they they had just played at the V spot with uh, Modern Ties, and I forget maybe someone else. Uh, but I had there saw there there's the cat. But I saw blowing its butthole. Do it. <laughs> he did it. He did it. I had um I had saw like a post of them or something, and I just followed the page. And maybe thirty minutes later, I got a DM from Mike Ooh, saying, "Hey, you want to join a reggae band?" <laughs> and I said, "What the hell? Why not? No. Why not?" <laughs> Here we are. And it's kind of in history from there. I played a small show, Pem uh, Pem Parade, back, uh, <laughs> like real, real small, real. Didn't feel real. Uh, but the then, Samba like, was for, there. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> Uh, and then my first like real show with them was at Weekend at Wolfie's just this past June, uh, when the we had show. that opening <laughs> slot. When we had that opening slot. What a first and show to have! <laughs> that was pretty fun, dude. At the end kinda, of the night, kind of hooked me. Adam, Adam was like, it was probably like three o'clock in the morning, and Adam's just like laying flat on his back on this like nice big old rock, and just like looking up at the stars. And we're like, hey man, like we're going back to like the tents and stuff. He's like, I'm good, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out here for a while. <laughs> Pennsylvania totally woods, just chilling though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I play saxophone, by the way. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's you, good. Play. <laughs> you play alto tenor. Yeah, do the double duty. Oh yeah, and soprano. Oh, nice, nice. It's soprano. I almost just broke a wine glass. My girl's oh, gonna do this. She's gonna be upset. <laughs> ah, she'll get over it. Why do women love wine glasses? Um, I've broken one before with my face. We we're playing pong, and I went to pick up a ball, and I <laughs> it's my face. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think it's Dan's turn. Dan, you want to tell us about uh, yourself? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm Dan. I play trombone. Um, yeah, I joined the band. Do you have an accent or did you just, just get that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> I, I'm deaf. Have you had it the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say, I joined the band. With, and that was when I was in school for my master's in Florida. So at the time when my cousin's like, oh shit, my cousin plays trombone, like hit him up. I was like, okay. And I checked these guys out and I was like, damn, like, fuck yeah. They're like, hey, do you want to come fucking play a show with us in Wilkes-Barre? I'm like, I'm like, y'all know I'm in Florida, right? They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hook you up. Fucking stay with them fucking they were trying to give me a hotel room but I, i'm pretty sure i just stay with danny and my cousin but dude yeah anytime most of the time i go I, i'm staying with one of these guys fucking it's amazing but um yeah we drove up or flew up from florida hung out for like the weekend just chill and like had a fucking blast playing with these guys uh we uh practiced at our uh friend alex's house sax old sax player and uh just had a fucking blast, like playing with these guys. I'm like, sounded good. Like, felt good playing with y'all. I'm just like, all right, you sold me. Like, I'll fucking fly up from Florida. Fuck it. Like, so, um, 
that was kind of my start with the band. You know, that first show, obviously, Circle Drive-In, that was just like, that was a fucking, it's an amazing first venue. Like, couldn't ask for a better experience. Like, um, you know, and just getting my master at the time, didn't really kind of know what I was going to do after that. And I'm just like, all right, well, this this is kind of cool. So, like, um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. And I've just been cranking cranking out for these guys ever since i mean i i love like uh you know getting the horn section together and stuff so it's awesome having adam on board just other horn players for sure so. i don't think i appreciated like the a horn section in uh bands until i got older like within the last like, five years maybe and i don't know if it's because i got older and, and i just kind of notice it more and uh or I'm, I'm older now and that's kind of cool to me, or if it's uh, more prevalent in music these days, I don't know. See, I honestly it's, think it's getting a little more prevalent. Yeah. It's more prevalent. Yeah. It's, it's weird because like, I, I also, I played sax when I was in, you know, middle school and beginning of high school, I played sax for like five years and, you know, I never really, I used to listen to a bunch of pop punk growing up and, you know, some rap and like some other stuff. And, you know, I never really associated having horns with like playing in bands Mm -hmm. and then you know me and mike ended up writing songs where you know we kind of started with like a dirty heads vibe and kind of started delving into this reggae scene and suddenly i'm hearing these bands with horns and i'm like and it just really caught me yeah and ever since then i've just been like obsessed with it because it's like Dude, it's it's so fun. It's just like it gives it a different type of like brightness and like brilliance to the music that just like God, it's more than that. It allows for like counterpoint harmonies, like someone just next guy with the theory. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying literally just, like you can you can do music things in it. <laughs> I the counterpoint is the biggest thing we're taking advantage of, like yeah. having like other melodies involved with when we're singing. There's a band called it is Trophy Eyes, I think it's called. And they have a song. I didn't know who the band was. It was just like on the Spotify playlist, and I heard it. And like it's like a two minute and twenty second mark, and it's just like this, like this, uh, like a horn solo. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And then I found um, the song is called uh, I think it's called Figure Eight by <clears throat> Trophy Eyes. If you guys want to check it out later, but. Um, oh. And then I found a band, Keep Flying. Are you guys familiar with those guys? No. They're really cool, too. Uh, they were on an episode, probably, I forget what episode that was, but another great band, like a pop-punk type band. And it's a horn section you probably would dig. But yeah, Really? That sounds fantastic. You said Keep Flying? Keep Flying, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, cool guys, too. Yeah, I'll um, definitely check that out. That sounds really cool. That sounds yeah. right on my alley. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they played uh, locally here maybe a few years ago. I forget, but um, yeah, definitely uh, a cool outfit. Yeah, I just I just love the uh, that like compliment. I guess maybe I don't know. That's the right word. I don't know, but uh, it's cool. It's cool, and I think that's why I dig you guys. And you're fun. Yeah. And and two, we play. Um, we've started playing a lot of acoustic shows recently. It's been really cool to have horns on that as well mike does this really cool like looping and looping beatboxing bass guitar stuff and me and dan 
and sometimes another horn player just hang in there and we play the melodies of the tunes uh, with Mike and then we get to solo throughout the whole night and it's just great. It's great energy and it's a great vibe to take to an audience that really doesn't expect that kind of thing. Yeah. I remember uh, James Barrett played uh, his like C release show back in September. Maybe it was like a mm-hmm. year and a half ago. <clears throat> and he performed a song that night. And he, he uh, pulled out Jesse. Not is it Jesse? Yeah, Jesse yeah, from Jesse. Uh, from uh, Modern Ties. And uh, he pulled out the trumpet. And I'm like, holy fuck! Like that just added something to the song that well, didn't even exist on the record. But like, it was beautiful. It was so it's cool. It's cool. And Dan, are you are you still in Florida? Uh no, I moved. I moved back to Maryland. Um, so I live in Maryland. But you're yeah. not close. You still have to travel for these shows. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a long distance relationship. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things going on here. <laughs> Side well, pieces, long distance relationships. You know, <laughs> so, so here's on Facebook. So here's uh, a cool one for you. Relatives. Sorry. That's the problem with this. Like these, like I love, I love that you're all here. I do, but, but I'm like shit. Like by accident, we're all gonna talk over one another just <laughs> because <laughs> it happens. I gotta get a studio and have people come in the studio. That won't happen. Hey, there's no more phase. <laughs> the phase is over. I know, I know, but now it's like kids and money. Oh yeah, and kids and no money. But my you were gonna my say baby that. girls about oh god damn it I'm sorry no, no, I, I was I was opening the floor up to you oh cool uh my baby girl's about to turn one April thirteenth yeah. damn dude my first baby she's about to be one we were talking about that uh, at the at the V spot yes sir she was like very new at that point yeah yeah she's yeah. about to be one and my daughter will be one in July. Oh really? Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, congrats, man. Um, thanks. So, relative to the uh, long distance relationship type uh, vibe with Dan, um, one of the things that we have coming up is, um, you know, we're hard into booking a tour for the summer. So that you know, we've done weekend runs. We've gone up to like Maine, out to Maryland, Jersey a lot. You know, New York once or twice, but. For this summer, we're buying a van, so we're like doing the whole thing. So, uh, coming up in May, we're going to be getting a van, and then, you know, um, we have some Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, Georgia-ish booked. Um, we're trying to make it down to Florida. Um, we need to finalize some dates and finalize some uh, some shows and stuff like that. But you know, there are dates locked in. I could tell you that. And we are definitely getting a van. <laughs> I love to hear that. I love to hear that. That's awesome. As much as I love bands that play around here in, in APA, like it's so awesome. Like when you hear like guys and girls, or whatever, like getting out, like because that's how you're gonna, you know, gain a new following and new listeners and things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, like, dude, all all the bands that we play with and all the bands in this like you know circuit and community in this like reggae rock scene they're all touring we know so many of them and it's like we just now that we have the band with us in the time to be able to do so we just need to hit that circuit because like there's so many markets of you know different people in different places and things like that that 
you know, we could have been on a while ago, but because we're so behind in the touring game because everyone was in school and doing different things and, you know, just the way things worked out. Michael nerds. (laughs) So like, you know, this is the first time we really have the opportunity to just, you know, send it for a couple months. So we're just like doing some, you know, bigger weekend runs, um, going down the East coast a little bit and, you know, trying to hit these different circuits, these different markets and like really get ourselves more into the mix, you know? And it's cool too, because like, I mean, outside of the fact that you guys love music and love playing, right? Like I feel like playing music and performing gives you the opportunity to, to travel, to see different parts of the country. And and it gives you like a reason to, because like, you know, for me, right? I've got no reason to leave other than to go on vacation with my family, which is like once a year. Like you guys have a reason, like, hey, I need to go out and do this. And you're gonna you're by accident and by default, you're gonna see parts of the world that you probably wouldn't otherwise. So it's cool to that, you know, to have that as a as a catapult, I guess you could say. Yeah, definitely. So um here's here's a cool story for you. So we have a song out called Edge of Town. And um, so there, there was a couple of weeks where I went backpacking in Europe and I'm on the coast of Portugal and, you know, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. And I'm sitting there and everyone's like, dude, you should be writing music. You should be writing music. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what to write about. Like, I'm not from here. Like, this is like, you know, and um, one of the things when I was like on the coast of Portugal, uh, I wrote Edge of Town. Well, my part in Edge of Town. Even it was about, you know, being on the edge of town and, you know, you hear everyone calling you back and like you hear these things and it's about, you know, like finding the motivation to push yourself out. So it's like, you know, about being on the edge of town and like, you know, you hear everything and everyone calling you back, but like, you know, think for yourself and look forward and like, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And what do you guys typically write about? I mean, um, for for me and your music is more of a um I, i'm not gravitated to it because of lyrics like I, I just like the sound and the vibe and like outside of tiki time i don't know what you guys really sing about like wh- where do you find outside of edge of town like how do you come up with with lyrics so i i just rewrote our bio you know i've been revamping um a lot of the pages for us um launching a website and stuff and one of the things that I wrote about us is that we range lyrically from, you know, spreading good vibes and positivity and stuff like that to, you know, stories about us throwing down, being with like the friends and, you know, things that people can relate to, but also things that have happened to us and like just stuff we, you know, like to share while we're having fun. So like, you know, Edge of Town, you know, was about that. Um, Some of these other songs we have coming up, like, you know, uh, April 21st, we're playing the show with the jazz. We're also releasing a song called Reggae Show. So, so new song, song from the Elephants Dancing. Yeah. April 21st, releasing Reggae Show. Cool. Um, you know, so like that song has, you know, certain parts where it's, you know, talking about the vibe of being at a reggae show. Mike's verse is about, you know, selling tickets and promoting and like setting up the show and like doing all that. And then, you know, there's a middle verse that's just, you know, about a story that I was involved with, just random stuff about, like, you know, one of my friends getting arrested doing dumb stuff and, like, you know, so it's just, like, 
it's it's ranging from like having fun and relate relatability to like you know angst <laughs> yeah throwing down having fun that's what it's all about so we're also we're in the process of recording an album too um which will be out this summer oh yeah i was gonna ask you because i see like a lot of singles out there right i was gonna ask you yeah, like, so- when, when can we expect like a a full length from the elephants dancing so we we actually had two full lengths, but we ended up taking them down because oh, our shit. sound has evolved enormously. Okay. So with our sound changing so much, we decided to take stuff down because you know when you go onto a streaming app and you hit shuffle, you hear all these old songs that don't really represent us the way we are now. And to add to that, too, like we had fifteen tracks on one on Get Tropical, and we had seventeen or nineteen. We had nineteen tracks on Rituals, our first album. So there was just like so many tracks and we were still kind of finding our sound we would be mixing like this like folk reggae this like heavier rock reggae like a prog reggae with random time changes for no reason at all <laughs> like just to try it out you know and we didn't really nobody knew what to listen to and now we have those like kind of staple songs okay. like at least like tiki time is one that people can associate with us and kind of know some words so it worked out a little better for us but it does still exist on like soundcloud okay i thought you guys had like more out there when i went back to do a little quote-unquote prep for this <clears throat> this episode i i, I was like there's only three songs out right now that that seems weird to me but yeah okay that makes sense now is there an opportunity for you guys to kind of go back and revisit those songs and and maybe um put your your current sound on those or is that just like not even an option I think I think me and Danny's thing with the old songs, like a majority of them, is like the vibe is still cool. We could definitely add horns to it and change like the feel a little bit, but we we don't really connect with like our lyrical style. At least I know I don't as much anymore. I used to find myself like having like a preaching tone, and I don't like it at all. I'd rather be like, <laughs> about, like angst and girls and whatever. You guys, you guys grew up. Yeah, yeah. I, Had a I mean, definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, like. You know, so topics from the new album, like, you know, there's different stuff, man, about, like, you know, the cost of, like, you know, how you can't have good things for free, you know, stuff like previous relationships and, like... Bad friends. Yeah, shitty friends and stuff that's happened to us. And it's just, you you can hear not only in our sound, but in our lyricism, us maturing as well. So there's a lot of things that have come to pass with us growing as a band and i think that this album is going to encapsulate a lot of that and represent ourselves in a way that we want is there something to be said though like i mean think about how bands you know uh like blink 182 for instance like how much they've changed from the dick jokes when they were you know like late 90s early 2000s to where they are today but like i mean there's so many artists that like release new albums and they get shit on by their fans because they're like, Oh, it sounds so much different than their previous shit. And, um, how you know, they sold out or whatever they might say. Like, isn't there some kind of like coolness to like, here's where we were prior and here's how we kind of, uh, you know, mature. For sure. But I think the reason that we took them down was more of like a marketing promotion, like promoting thing. I, I can see us like putting them back up eventually. Okay. 
like years from now, we just like, you know, make a post that are popping them back up or something, or maybe re-recording them or like revisiting them. But now you know, to- like we're not erasing them from history too. Like they still exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not online, it doesn't doesn't exist. <laughs> now, now, yeah, that's two <laughs> two things uh relative to that. Um one, I think, I mean, relative to other artists and like change in their styles. You know, I definitely, you know, everyone grows up and their sounds change and their interests change and thing like things like that, and they affect their music. I think a lot of times when I personally have a falling out with a band as they, you know, mature is like has to do with like a musicality and taste kind of thing, where it's like, you know, things start to either sound repetitive or, you know, lack the certain type of motivation in their i don't know lyrics lyricism and like different things like that so maybe you grew up not that i mean a little bit of both definitely yeah but um relative to our music and the other stuff i think it was less about like we don't want people to hear this and more about this is getting in the way of people hearing what we are now okay that's fair. And I mean, that's, hey, it's your music. You can do whatever you want. I was just curious as to no, absolutely. the, the, the progress. Plus you have, two, you have two members. Like you can't even fuck, like fuck that music. Okay. It's, also <laughs> super, it's also just like a super high, much higher. I feel like we're do, not the other albums weren't high quality, but we're, we're really just putting in a lot of time and effort going through the parts like individually and making sure everything is like locked in and like we're actually just like putting it together how like we want to do it exactly and i feel like that you can hear that on like a finished product especially with us you know and like you kind of said our you know with feel that's kind of our our thing is just having a good feel locked in and you know lyrics are cool but like if you hear us and you hear that sound and that and it's tight like people are automatically going to listen to the lyrics i feel like so yeah i think that's where we're at michael's over there giggling what's up what's up buddy <laughs> uh, i'm just having a good old time right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude thank you so much for having us well, thanks for wanting to do it i mean i really appreciate you guys reaching out and like you know let me know about what's going on and you know want to be part of it like um you know it's it's, it's a lot of fun being part of this scene and and being able to talk to people like you and uh, about your music and not, not just music, just life and shit like that. It's cool that you, you know, talked about your kid and you know, it's uh life's a wild ride for sure. I mean, we just got out of a, a pandemic and who would have thought that would ever happen. So it's like, it's cool, man. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Yeah, man. Glad to share this opportunity with you and, you know, share all this stuff with you, dude. It's super cool. You know, you having a baby too. And like, same age like that's nuts that's right. nuts yeah i got and a five-year-old too it's fucking crazy <laughs> an old old man <clears throat> I'm too old for this shit <laughs> bless you man i don't hate do that shit i could never well you know what's one of those things and i'm sure danny can relate uh it's like you never think about it you never think you could do it and then it happens and you you couldn't imagine life without it mm. It's, yeah, uh, you kind of just do it. It's weird, like it just happens. I'm so yeah. fucking tired, man. Every fucking day, I was, <laughs> I was, I fell asleep before this tonight, man. 
I could I could fall asleep anywhere. Anywhere. I could fall asleep driving a car. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that yet, but shit. It's just a lot. Daughter still wakes up every she's getting better. It's getting like to be like once a night now, but it was like three times a night, twice a night. Yeah, my girl my girl completely um put a threw us under the bus on that one. She uh she sleeps in the bed. Ooh. Dangerous. <laughs> Dangerous. No bueno. I mean like she like she like she's like good. It's just like more so the fact that like we're 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 done. Like she, it's gonna be till she's like two or three to get her out of there. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean to, to each their own. I'm never gonna be like, hey, you shouldn't do that. You know, that, that's a, a, a dumb thing to do. As as parents, you you've fucking do whatever whatever it takes. But yeah, um, dude, she I'll tell you what, she does sleep through the night. And yeah, exactly. You did. You know what? <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah, I uh it's a, it's so for our first one, I think we got him out of our bedroom because like he, he was never in bed, but he was in a bassinet. Yeah, and I can't remember what when he when we put him in his own room in his own crib. Maybe it was it was soon. I was like, let's get this kid out of here. Yeah. And then the second one, my wife kept in the bassinet in the room longer because she was all like, "This is our last one, and I want to cherish this." And blah blah blah. I'm like, get it out of the room. Get it out of the room. You harassed me to get the fucking nursery ready. Get the fuck out of here. Get mm-hmm. it in. And what are we doing here? So, yeah. Dude, the, cra- the craziest thing, too, is so um, my girl, he, you know, he's also my dog now, but she has a 120 pound dog. His name is Leahy. It's actually it's his birthday month. So we just went and got him a, a little a little dog cake today. But uh, he sleeps on the bed always. So it's always, you know, me, her, the baby, and Leahy. He likes to sleep sideways, dude. It gets nuts. <laughs> Sleeping yeah, is pretty fast. Pretty soon, pretty soon, you're, you're gonna be out of there. You're gonna be out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> Before be we sweet. got this king size bed, I was sleeping on the couch every night. That might be sweet though. Ah, uh, but if we had a better couch, maybe I'd be down. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong with a good couch. <laughs> yeah so i mean uh adam you're you're still in college or school like grad school college what are you i'm in my undergrad undergrad I'm okay undergrad. i feel like it's inappropriate to talk to you right now <laughs> <laughs> it is it is <laughs> I'm in a fifth year, you know. I'm a, I'm a super senior. It doesn't I'm, matter. I'm basi- it's, it's, basically, it's, I still feel. I still feel, like inappro- I still feel like it's inappropriate to talk to you. I feel like I need to like wash my mouth. <laughs> Jesus, I was actually on the uh, Wilkes campus uh, maybe two weeks ago. I was delivering an order for Axelrad, which is my full time uh, gig in the day. And uh, it was weird. I felt like a pervert on campus. <laughs> I, got, I graduated from Wilkes. Yeah, pervert on campus. I'm fucking rolling this uh, hand truck through the, the student center. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is weird. Like I'm, t- I'm like 20 years or more older than these kids. Like, it's fucking weird. 
and they're all like, I don't know, it's awkward. Are you awkward, Adam? I are try you, not are to you be. weird? You can ask these guys. <laughs> it depends, it depends on depends on where I am, how mm. my week was. <laughs> what do you what do you do for fun outside of music and going to school? Play more music. Yeah, Nothing. play a lot of music, man. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what do I do? Man. I hope you do better in school with your tests. I said outside of music. <laughs> I said music. <laughs> I said outside of music. I um once ago, I like driving a lot. I love driving. I'm a big I since I live in Connecticut too, and I'm sure Dan can relate this. Sometimes road trips from PA back to Connecticut and back for like if it's for shows or if it's for school, I love it. And so especially like going on tour and being on the road that whole time is like I'm sure it's gonna be completely unbearable at times. Love you guys, but it's going to be completely unbearable at times, but then there's going to be the time where, like, we're going and we see this, like, really cool landmark or just weird-ass shit on the side of the road and then we all just relate to and, you know, it's just good vibes. No, this kid is weird. <laughs> what do you like to do? I have to drive. <laughs> I like to drive to, drive to Connecticut. No, John, um, I, I <laughs> actually... <laughs> I didn't know that um, Axelrad was your full time. That's pretty cool. Um, speaking yeah, of merch, merch, yeah, Ooh, yeah, cool. we're we're actually getting a lot of new merch coming up too. Okay. So one of the things we're doing. So we we just launched a website, elephantsdancing.com. Um, a lot of that was for the purpose of posting shows with links to tickets, as well as having an EPK to help us booking. So you know. We have a press kit online and have everything, you know, there's links to everything we have all located in the same place. Another big thing for us, uh, we're printing, we're about to print a bunch of stuff coming up in the next week or two. And in the next week or two, after printing all this stuff, um, we're going to be launching an online store as well. I heard a lot of stuff that says you're printing with not Axelrad. So this is what I just heard. <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't, I, what, the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you come on my show and you fucking say, "Hey guys, listen, we're gonna do all this merch and it's gonna be sweet." Not with Axelrad, but it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> hey man, I didn't know you worked for Axelrad, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even wonder who you're doing it with. Should have given me a heads up. <laughs> I'm. I do. I do. A bad job promoting the fact that I worked there. I should do a better job doing that. I um, <laughs> it feels weird to like. I feel like it's the wrong way to think. But I feel like if I uh, were to put out there like, "Hey, uh, you know, I work at Axelrad. Let's print your your merch." It feels almost like this weird, like gimmicky sales thing. Like, and it's not. It's just like a you know, an awareness thing, but I feel like it's like people will be like, oh man, he must be hurt. He's on fucking Facebook soliciting for people to print shirts with him. Like he must be like, I mean, I, I try to solicit listeners every day. I know. Hey, and I mean, like, I'm in a I, band. I, Please I, listen to me. <laughs> I, I mean, I promote the show using the, the social media, uh, but like, yeah. I don't like, I don't financially gain, so to speak from doing this. This is all just because I love doing it. Um, so like with that aspect, like I don't feel like I'm, trying to 
uh, bamboozle anyone, if you will? I mean, I, I definitely don't see anything wrong in, you know, promoting yourself like, hey, man, this is what I do. If you need someone, you know, who could do this for you, like I'm here. That's all. You know, I know it's the wrong way to think, but that's like that's like my 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 thinking behind it. It's weird. It's very strange. You can tell me off camera who you're going with. I don't want to promote them. <laughs> I'm all kidding. No, I got you. Next time. Next time. Next if, you're time. On, if you're on if you're if you're unhappy, <laughs> if you're unhappy with your current service, call Johnny Popko. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anyone listening to this podcast, I work at Axel Red Screen Printing in Wilkesbury. If you need merch, please call me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the five work. listeners that I have, my wife, my mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But that's cool, though. So it, it sounds like this This is, a, you mentioned earlier, this is like a year you're making a big push. I mean, you're getting a van, you're going on tour. You got a guy that likes to drive to Connecticut so he could drive the van. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you got merch coming out. Like, this is a real deal. A new song in, in April. Uh, you set a record this year. Um, this is it. 2023, big year for Elephants Dancing. Uh, another, another one, April 21st. Um, you know, before the show, during the show, around the show, on the show, under the show, we're shooting a music video. Oh, shit. Who's doing that for you? Um, so uh, it's my buddy Nate Whitaker from uh from Wilkes. Um, he he has a company called Dub Films. It's like a you know a little collective, and um, one of my friends from school referred me to him. And then um, on top of that, that day as well, um, Andrew Hall from the Harbor Boys, he is uh, he runs Gingy Productions, does some really really great video work as well. And uh, we're probably going to be working with him in the future as well. But just for this show coming up, um, he'll be doing, you know, a little show recap and promotion for tour for us that day, too. So we're going to be shooting a bunch that day, um, doing a bunch of stuff. That's sweet. I wish I wish that Friday was 420. Close enough. (laughs) It would all lined up. You had to celebrate twice. (laughs) Celebrate what? I would just I like the date. 420. I don't know what yeah. you're referring to. The weekend. Well, you get we're Earth Day, so yeah. I don't know what you're referring to, but we, mm. we're celebrating Earth Day. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, All definitely the, that vibe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry, I need a plug in my laptop. Is, is 421 Earth Day? I should probably know that, right? 421 is, yeah. I thought it was the 22nd. Um, <laughs> it is the 22nd. We're, yeah. Earth uh, Weekend. Earth Weekend. <laughs> Earth Month. Earth year. Our show will still be going on when Earth take, Day starts. At take least. care of the Earth. There you go. That's funny. That's cool, though. I, I uh, it's always cool to to see. It's weird. I grew up in an era when uh, local bands like rarely put out CDs because it was so expensive. You know, this day and age, you know, there's singles and, and albums and videos and. All kinds of stuff that for your your EP EPK that you have to have in order to get noticed. Speaking of getting noticed, like how uh, is it hard to book shows outside of uh, hometown? <laughs> it is definitely a pain. Um, I mean, so because of your 
your uh, your uh, genre or what? Well, I mean, there's a couple things. So, I mean, there's a couple ways to look at it. So, you know, you can book shows just to book shows just so that you're playing. You can book shows where you're going to be in the right circuit and promoting yourself, which might pay you X amount. Or you could book shows as entertainment and try to make money along the way. So we're trying to avoid the play to just play. We don't want to play to nobody. We don't want to play to you know people that aren't going to like. So we're trying to do a hybrid of the other two. And it's you know book shows where you're playing with bands in the circuit, bands that you want to be around, and people that you want to be around. And then amidst those shows play some filler shows to make money so that you know we could support getting to those other opportunities it's kind of like that old school oregon trail game (laughs) (laughs) but don't die dysentery yeah that game you gotta like (laughs) chalk the river yeah Yeah. don't don't die of dysentery (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean so our so you know for the shows that we're trying to fit into the scene and play with certain bands and, you know, get ourselves in these different circuits, it's more so like, let's contact the bands we've played with before, see if they can, you know, talk to, you know, a promoter, set up a show, do something like that, you know, try to get on this festival, do certain types of things like that. Whereas those filler shows where we're trying to make money and, you know, stay on the road and get ourselves, you know, gas food and you know a little bit of money is um a lot of emailing places that do entertainment so like emailing a bunch of places that have bands that take entertainment that are willing to pay for entertainment trying to fill the weekdays is probably the hardest yeah i could imagine literally searching like live music tuesday in a certain city to see what comes up on the comments like oh i saw a band here on tuesday it's like oh word so maybe they do music on tuesdays and what do you do do you call email like say hey like everything we're a we're a everything reggae ska rock outfit we want to play your venue call basically yeah i mean coming through town that's that's holding a cock lobster sticker that's one of the things that having the epk has been really helpful for you know so it's less of like hey this is who we are here's everything about us you know let us play it's more so like hey this is who we are where we're from this is what we do all the links that you need every pictures of us and you know touring history and all that is found here boom yep you're you're serious it's not a a bunch of weirdos I mean, definitely a bunch of weirdos, but a bunch of secret <laughs> weirdos. Well, I mean, like, they can find out you're weird after the fact, but, like, yes, on service level, like, hey, we're polished. <laughs> you want to book us for your venue. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, right. I mean, that's the way we're approaching it now. It's been, it's been going well, but, I mean, because this is our first really bigger run out of town and out of the state and not just, like, oh, play a date here, play a date here, it's definitely, you know, going to be the hardest it is now. Because after this first run, you know, you make all those contacts, you stop at those places, and then, you know, next time you're going around, you can either revisit venues or, you know, contact the people that you met along the way. And everything, and that's kind of why, like, a lot of people have this opinion where they're like, you don't need to put in your dues, like, whatever, like, that's antiquated. And it's, in a lot of ways, it's really not because, like, just getting yourself out there and doing, you know, that mix of playing with bands that you want and getting yourself these places. Like you meet so many people that 
when you try to do it a second time, you know, it's, it's significantly easier. And then you try to do it a third time and, you know, now, you know, this promoter and this promoter, and suddenly these people are helping you get on shows. Well, that's how it works. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I, I guess this is, you know, comes with, I'm going to sound like an old man again and, and uh, all that kind of shit. But like, you know, there's a lot of entitlement, you know, in, in the world in general. And it's like, you, you got to put your time in. You got to, you got to eat the, the, the shit sandwich for, a couple days before you get the steak, you know, it's, it's uh, just part of the game with anything in life. Really. I mean, that will never, that will never get outdated. In my opinion. No, I, and I completely agree with you. It's just like, you know, some people have the opinion that like, yeah, you know, putting yourself through a tour isn't worth it. If you know, you're not getting X, Y, and Z, like you're just wasting your time and money. And it's like, you know, that's why we have enough music prepared and we have, you know, equipment where we can play places that need sound and we're prepared ourselves to play those shows that we need to make money to keep ourselves, you know, paying bills and doing that. Yeah. While also getting, you know, slots on these festivals opening up and, you know, playing with other bands and meeting people, you know. Yeah. And I'm a big advocate for, you know, it only takes one. It only takes you know, one person to hear you guys, uh, who is the right person to say, Hey, they're, they're prepared. Their music's good. Um, let's put them on this show. That one show catapults you to this one tour. That one tour puts you on, you know, whatever it might be. It only takes one. And that's no, the time for the day. And if, if you don't, if you don't get yourself, out of town and in these different places with those opportunities, you're never going to play to that one person. You're never going to play to, you know, however many people that you need to like, unless you get yourself out there, you're going to get stuck in the same market. And like, you know, we could get as big in Wilkes-Barre as we want, but unless whoever that we need to find is in Wilkes-Barre, that's not going to do us any good. Yeah. All right. Let's say, you didn't need to put in the work. You can say, this is this is the dream show. This is the band we want to open for. Or this is the band we want to go on tour with. Who would that be? Or what would that be? I would say it used to be the Dirty Heads, but I think we're it used to be past that a little bit, maybe. What happened? What's yeah. going on? So, I mean, so there's, there's different ways you could look at it because, you know, from, from what makes saying is definitely like, it used to be this band, but now this band has, you know, a different feel. So is it like, do we want to tour with them because they're our favorite band that we want to be associated with? And, you know, we sound like, or do we want to tour with them because they're the most popular or like, you know, there's a couple different ways you could look at that. However, which, whichever way you want to look at it, what's, if you had, if you had a, a genie, one wish, one, like, I mean, I would punch Adam square in the nose if we could tour with Ballyhoo. Who? If we could tour with Ballyhoo, I'd break Adam's nose. <laughs> Does Adam hate that band? No. I love that. No, it's just, it's just, it's just a willing sacrifice to show you what I would do to do that. It really just needs to be broken. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Your, your nose needs to be. Love you, buddy. <laughs> And maybe it's a different answer for all, all four of you. I mean, I mean, that's just one of them. There's there's a lot of guys in this scene that I respect a lot that we've played with that I 
you know, would love to tour with. That's I, why it's it's hard for me to answer that because there's so many like cashed out's amazing. The bumpin' uglies are amazing. Joe Samba's amazing. Kyle Smith is amazing. With, we've played with all of those people already. Though. I think he's think talking. Yeah, about but I'm it, playing with yeah, someone I mean, and on tour with someone are two different things. Yeah, though. I mean you're you're not gonna be you're not offending anybody by saying like we want to be up here playing with this band. It's it's a it's a wish. It's it's if you had your opportunity to like this this is like you know you're gonna die tomorrow. What would your dying wish be? Yeah, I mean, dude, any anything like, and I I say that because yes, those are bands we've played before though, or played before with. Yeah, but it's like although we've played those shows, going on tour with someone is much different than playing a show. A and B, although we've gotten the opportunities to play with those people. Those are all the bands I listen to. You know, for me, for me, if you want another another voice in there, um, would be like the California-based bands that we like. That just like we don't get a chance to play with them because they don't come on our side very often, and like we don't go to them. So like Ayaterra would be a really big one for me. Uh, um, but like in terms of like you know wanting to be able to play music every day of my life and making it the thing I do, I think like playing like a tour with rude would be like the ideal situation okay or rude magic i'm sorry <laughs> magic is the name of the band yeah they, they do rude there's like the one song that made them like super, super famous but they're on like you know yeah they're everywhere it's like one of those things to want to be just playing every day okay and if adam had it his way he would be the transporter of course <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Can you can you transport? Well, that, so I'm saying maybe it's maybe the answer is different for all four of you. So we we've got uh, Danny and Michael's answer. What the what about the other two? I uh, I I'm definitely the the newest person in this scene. I'm kind of I've only been around this music kind of for about the year I've been in the band. Yes. I'm coming from my one year in May, and I'm like oh, so still trying to learn a lot of the band. So fuck this band. You're gonna go on tour with somebody else, like jazz boy. <laughs> He's a jazz boy. I am big jazz man. Yeah. Island boy. <laughs> but uh, if I had to pick uh, the bands I know now, Bumpin' is probably the band that I rock with the most. And I would love to, one, hang with those guys. And two, like, hang with the crowds that they get to play in front of them and play with. And, like, just staying around with all the people. And, like, especially, like, you know, I said, like, my first <laughs> show was at the, their festival weekend at Wolfie's. And, like, that environment, that they were able to produce and have and like in the middle of bumblefuck PA of all places. Bedford. It, Bedford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bedford, Bedford. Yeah. PA. Those uh, guys you know, really have a community. They really do. Yeah. Cool. They really do. It's good. Yeah. 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 Kind of what Adam and Danny have both said. I think like a lot of what we do involves people that we've already played with or already know because what we're doing is is like what friends do it's it's like communicating like that it's not something like like not saying that we would ever not make it big but saying that our our the way we reach people right now is is a pretty like pretty like friendly on like a level like down to earth basis i guess so like i think our music like reaches people like that but i also think getting like touring or playing with like different genres or different styles of bands is like is like because i 
love reggae. I love ska, but I also love funk. I love jazz. I love I love all kinds of shit. And Danny and I, we've had this conversation. Like, <laughs> I couldn't just pick one genre of music to say is my favorite. Like, because I, you know, I play classical too. Like, I I love all of this shit, dude. So it's like, I don't know. If I had to pick, like, uh, uh, you guys played with um, what what funk group did you guys play? You played with um. Oh, dude, uh, George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, I think I would like to like relive that moment. I think I missed <laughs> part of that. It was war, too. I feel like you would have liked that one. Yeah, yeah, and that's just like shit I grew up with, too. It's just, and like that, I, I, that's like, I feel like that's like definitely like where I fit in the scene. Okay. Yeah, and I actually think. Kind of going off that too, dude, I was thinking about it more while you were talking, Dan. Uh, one other band that is definitely up there would definitely be like a top of the line band that I, if we get there, I'd be like, wow, okay, this is, this is something, this is big, would be some, a band like the Whalers. Okay. Getting an in with a band like that could be, could be gigantic, huge, especially for us. Sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Their music's so iconic, you know. There are no wrong answers. They're all good answers. They're the best answers. <laughs> Can we make this multiple choice? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So one thing I like to do also, like, you know, outside of the music, like to, for people to get to know who you guys are a little bit, like, and kind of uh, peel back the layer that is, uh, you know, the members of Elephant's Dancing. What are you guys watching right now? Like shows wise, shows, movies, what do you Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Okay, next. I have the past couple years. I've been going really hard into watching a lot of anime. Okay, next. Uh, I I just discovered this show. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Okay, show right. on Netflix. Uh, it's called Kaleidoscope. It's about a bank robbery, but it goes backwards. It's awesome. It's awesome. How does that work? Or maybe not backwards. Oh, I take it back. It's not backwards. It is putting it's... money back into the cash. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like... <laughs> it's like, oh, Watch shit, we stole this. Here, it's actually a huge deposit. <laughs> it's a show where, like, you can, like... windows on the way. It. You can watch it in, like, any order. And, like, it's, like... It starts, like three years before the heist and it's like 15 weeks two months like a day three days and then it shows oh, like and then it I shows like six days that. after like two months after and then like the day of the heist itself is the last episode that everyone watches huh. wait i heard about that because the order yeah. you watch the episodes if you watch it in a different order you get a different story yes yeah, exactly yeah. it's a little choose your own adventure That's yeah, really cool really cool huh okay so do you have to like keep track of the order you do then? You have to like write down like it's like a notebook with your control. Maybe you want to. Like, okay, I watched three, so now I'm gonna do five. And you write it down. There's forums like this order is definitely the best, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So use a Reddit thread yeah, just I've seen that. That's real. I I believe you. <laughs> There's like probably like the lore behind it too. Like this is the one. You say it was kaleidoscope? Yeah. Okay. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Dan number two. They, um, I like the show Peaky Blinders. Hell yeah. That's, a, that's one of my favorite shows on Netflix. All right. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun shit in that show. Hell <laughs> yeah. That is a great show. <laughs> Peaky Blinders. I never watched any of these shows, you guys. So I, have, <laughs> I have four new things to watch now. Well, I didn't even name a show, so. All right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'll just go watch anime. I, I don't watch anime, so that's, that's, that's new to me. Watch. <laughs> you gotta, I just got done watching uh, Outer Banks. That's a good show. On Netflix, <laughs> I'm the host here, you son of a bitch. You can't do that to me. You can't. Do How about this? How you want, you watch an show? anime show? I'll order merch. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably too late. Like, oh, let's do it with this guy first, and then I'll come over. <laughs> how do I? Kick, how do I kick someone out of this room? This is making me sound like a merch prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. How how do I kick someone out? Who said next? How do I kick someone out? You're out of here. Can I do that? It'd be amazing if I could. <laughs> I, mean, I, I prefer I, not to, but I will voluntarily leave. No, I'm only kidding. I'm, I'm just like, now I'm just curious. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's fair. Well done. Touche. <laughs> Wait, what the hell happened here? You changed the order. Then no. Up. Hi. <laughs> what is going on? Tried to kick someone out. Now Dan's on the left. <laughs> no, I, I was. I was never. I was not trying to do that. I would never do that. It was just a was joke. Tribute. I could. I could put someone in the waiting room. I guess that's the way to do it. Oh. Oh. No, there's a remove button as well. I'm not. Uh, so I started this podcast back in uh, 2020, and um, I'm sure Zoom has updated a lot of their their shit. But like, I have not dove into any of its offerings because I'm like, I, I know where the record button is. I know where the stop button is and I know where the files go after it's over. <laughs> and I don't want to fuck with anything else. I'm, 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 a, I'm an, uh, a technology simpleton. This is why you need a studio. Yeah. With the, uh, you know, equipment that I can't use, you know, cameras and lighting that I don't know how to use. That's what I need. That's what I need. Then you got it. But, uh, yeah. What are you guys doing this weekend? Playing an acoustic show. We're playing a show. Playing a show. Well, this will come out after the fact, but what are you guys playing? Uh, TikToks on Terrace. Up TikToks on Terrace? That's like a legit venue? Mm-hmm. TikToks on Terrace. That's great. Where's that at? It is up in Hohensdale, up in Hohensdale, right past the uh, downtown area. Right past the downtown okay. area. Yeah. Nice it's a nice town. venue. It's a nice little yeah, town. It's a nice little town. Yeah, like it's a nice town. little bar. They have a good selection there. Really good food. Really good food. TikToks on Terrace. Check that out. Love alliteration. Yeah. Popco Project. <laughs> Plump pickle. What do you guys think about uh, the Chris Rock and Will Smith feud? 
Have you guys seen? <laughs> have you guys seen uh, Chris Rock's? Uh, I guess retaliation. I guess you could say. Oh, I just watched his second special and it was pretty funny. Him doing it so late is very like wanting like to use the press vibe, in my opinion. But I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I I've seen clips. I haven't seen the actual special yet, but uh, yeah, it took a minute to to kind of like, you know, punch back, slap back. Yeah, now I, I feel that, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know, someone that is in the same scene as you that you used to look up to, like for most of your life, smacks the shit out of you at the Oscars. It's like. I probably wouldn't know really what to say either. It'd probably take yeah. me a little bit of time to process that. Like that's one of my idols. He just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, you know, I mean, you know, you want it, you want it done well, right? So you probably want to like you know, have it like written out and well planned, and you only have one shot, right? You can't like fuck up and be like, oh wait, I take it back. Let me let me redo it. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, like he definitely like. I don't know. I think I think he made his made his point and took his stance without like overstepping and saying too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he at least did a good job of it, and I thought the special was pretty funny. So like, I like the fact that he said that his wife hurt him way like, hurt Will Smith way more than Will Smith hurt Chris Rock because that's that's the truth, right? <laughs> but people forget that. I mean, people forget. I don't know. It's it's just a weird situation. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely crazy because he, you know, he really was like, he did point out the fact that like, you know, everybody came at Will Smith and everybody came at Will Smith and he didn't have to, he didn't have a thing to say about it. Like he didn't come at him at all. And, you know, one situation comes up and he chooses him to take it out on because, you yeah. know, he's easy target. I thought that was 100% fake when it happened. I'm like, who is promoting the next movie? Yeah, I think most people did. <laughs> I, I definitely. I have it. I put it on Facebook. I'm like, this is fake. This is this is fake. You're all you're all foolish if you think it's not. And here here it is. I'm I'm the foolish one. But <laughs> oh man, life's weird. People do crazy shit for love. Mental health is real. Yeah, man. But uh, Kanye going back out in public for the first time in a minute. Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a yeah. He's a uh, yeah. That's a weird thing too. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you see these people fall from grace. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a que- I have a question for you. I I, I want to know your perspective on this. Okay. So you know, say someone makes great music, and you just love their music, and you know, you either whether you're in a band or you, you know you just saw someone like. You find out they're an asshole. Like you just don't like their personality. They suck. But you absolutely love their music. How does that affect your view on their music after that? I don't think Are it's po- yeah, I don't think it's possible to I mean, if if I if I love their music initially, that's what this is weird. Okay. So here's <clears throat> so Let's take, for instance, uh, are you guys familiar with Ryan Adams? Not Brian, Ryan Adams? No. I know someone from my high school named Ryan Adams. <laughs> Probably not the same guy. <laughs> but, uh, 
he was accused of like using his fame or or he's not huge like a huge like big time famous but like he was accused of using it to his advantage and it's like i mean i wasn't there i don't know it's it's this person's word for, for versus that person's word um so he kind of got canceled um like I still listen to his music because I really like his music. But if you're asking me if he was if this person was an asshole to me, would it change? Um, probably. I mean, I I I don't I'm the type of person like it just I don't know, I don't care who you are. If you're like you're an asshole, it's one thing, but if you're an asshole to me, it's a it's you know, too you know, it's kinda like amplified, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, I, that wouldn't yeah, I probably wouldn't uh continue listening to that music to answer your question see like it's weird because like you know we we've played with like a slew of bands that you know i listen to and sometimes i find that like you know the way that they carry themselves or represent themselves or you know how our interactions go affect how i also feel about their music which sure. you know makes me think about how people feel about our music when i interact with them you know yeah absolutely so i i try to carry myself in a certain way that like you know, people like they remember the interaction being positive and, you know, take that into our music as well. Because like, you know, there's, there's been certain bands that I listen to that, you know, we play a show with them and, you know, dudes kind of just like closed off, standoffish. And I'm like, damn, dude, I like really looked up to you, you know? And it's like, you know, now, although I want to view your music, your music the same, like, you know, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. So it's like, I would I mean, there's been times where there's been people who I know um who are great people and I just don't care for their music. Um but I would support them and I would promote them um to anyone who asked me because I think they're a good person. Like, oh have you heard uh you know Joe Blow? Oh yeah, he's a great guy, you know, he's he's he he tries real hard, whatever it might be. But if you told me, like, you know, uh, if it was the opposite where um, I just didn't like the person <clears throat> and I, I would I would never, you know, I would never repeat their name even. You know, I would never be the last person I would promote or recommend or whatever it might be. Just, that's how that's that's life, though. That's, that's how you you carry yourself and how you. You know, you do right by others and, you know. Yeah. It's weird because then, like, sometimes, like, dude, I'll just get over it and be like, dude, you know what? I honestly don't care. I was like, I want to hear this new song. Like, I don't care if he's an asshole. Like, I love their music. (laughs) There's probably, there's probably an instance of that. But again, I mean, like, um, it would probably have to be personal, though. If if I heard, like, a, you know, a rock star was a, a jerk, but I love their, their music. I probably still continue listening to their music because they were never an asshole to me. Like, I don't know that for yeah. sure. Like it's just hearsay. It's the media telling yeah. me that it's, well, I mean with cancel culture, that's like so prominent anymore. Like, Oh, I heard so-and-so did this. I heard this about this person. So, you know, like nobody listened to them anymore. Like they're done. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, the world we live in is, is, is crazy for, for sure. I mean, everyone's out to cancel somebody. And I don't know what to believe in anymore. 
I, I just I just don't I don't know because there's two sides of every story and there's you know everyone's got their their side and it's like who do you believe mm. you know and everything's politicized everything's you know red and blue and you know right and left and it's fucking annoying <laughs> it's real fucking annoying for sure oh, dude I, I definitely Absolutely. it sucks it sucks that we have to like constantly like not live your life as like you're, you know everything's a conspiracy theory but like really you have to like you know who's telling you the truth like i mean I, I grew up in a world you know we didn't have the internet like when i was younger and i'm sure all this shit was happening you know anyways but like i didn't question it like you know you trusted your teachers you trusted your parents you trusted people who were older than you you trusted your government to do what was right for the people right and now and i don't know if it's just crazy because you know it's it's a different life and we it's it's a different world because of the internet but it's also different because like people can't hide as easy you know it's like they're going to get caught you know it's but again the media is saying like oh this person said this and you're fed like a clip and that clip can be taken out of context on both sides of the fence. It doesn't really matter like wh- what side yeah, you're sitting on. But like it's just like and people don't read stories. They hear they see headlines and all that shit's clip uh, clickbait. And um like, oh shit, did you see so and so said this? They may have said that, but it, like the, the headline was out of context of the conversation, which mm-hmm. sucks. Like it's like we constantly have to like read everything and like do the research and kind of come to our own conclusion. But even then, it's like, oh, I conclude that this person is right. But it's based on the information that was given to me. Is all that information accurate? I don't know. I hope. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's weird. That's that's my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my I think part of what makes it so weird for us is. You know, being on social media, that's kind of what we thrive on is getting out there and just kind of getting that's the fastest way for us to get to our audience. But at the same time, we're biting, we're we're bidding for their time. Right. Every every second of their day, every scroll that they do, we're we're hoping that we're appearing on their scroll, you know, and that like, you know, I I don't know about y'all, but some part of me, like it's just like like not like how it should be you know it just doesn't feel natural to feel like you have to like wait for someone to i don't know if that's what i'm trying to say but like to have like always trying to buy that person's time you know and always like like latching on to whatever time they have to just like get your word in you know like people feel entitled to like your time and that's just like i don't know not what we're about you know so it it, uh good no it definitely like you know it it does it's like weird because like it's you know one of the growing pains like until you really hit that point where like people are asking for you you need to build a demand for your own like yourself so you know it's a, it's a lot of self-promotion and stuff like that and exactly what he said like you know it feels weird like self-promoting all the time and you know, pushing yourselves and like doing all that. But like, 
until there's a built-in demand for you, there's no other way to get what you have out without doing that. So it's like, it's a really weird, like back and forth that you get. Cause it's like, I don't want to be over here saying like, Oh, I'm self-promoting. This is me. Like I want the algorithm to put me before everyone else. When you see it, like feels weird self-promoting all the time when yeah. people aren't asking for you, you know? Well, that's what, that's what, you know, when I, when I do this podcast, like I feel like, so, so I guess this is kind of, what I was referring to before, but you know what, why it's different than promoting myself. Right. So when I, when I put this out, am I promoting myself? Yes. But the goal of me sharing it on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter or wherever it might be is ultimately to promote you guys and the people that I'm talking about. I have no problem doing that. That's why I'm taking the time to, to, you know, sit down and talk to these, these artists and these, these people, like I want to promote them. So I have no problem, you know, throwing that out there and saying, hey, check this out because these guys create good music. These guys are good people. I have a hard time saying, like, come print shirts with me. Like, let me benefit from you. Because, again, I don't benefit from this outside of just genuinely liking to do it um, or loving to do it. That's why it's easy. That's why it's different. And I feel like, we're all on the internet just yelling the loud to see who can be the loudest. We're all mm-hmm. like these jerk offs, just like those peanut characters. If, if you're familiar with uh, Charlie Brown, just like yelling into the sky, like just like trying to see who can yell the loudest and, and, and who's going to listen. And it sucks. I hate it. I mean, I love it. I mean, we're in a, a great time. It's a great time to be alive. We have this unlimited access to music on our phones and, the ability to talk to each other and you're in Maryland and, and I don't know where you guys are, but I think you're local to me and you're, you're at Marywood uh, from Connecticut and you'll drive there on the weekend. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I don't know. We're just all living in this fucking like fake world trying to see who could be the loudest, who, who, who could be heard. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's like, you know, one of those things where, although that's definitely the case, it's like, if you don't take the time to promote yourself and pitch yourself and be like that, like stuff like that, like who's going to come to the show? Because we don't have other people promoting for us yet. Nobody's like, once you have a, like a community and, you know, people saying like, you know, almost like a street team, but more of like a community. Like when people have a demand for you, like we want you to come here. We want you to do this until you get to that point. You know, you kind of do have to yell the loudest because like, or else nobody's going to hear you. Dude. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm not even like denying that it's, we have a great tool at our our fingertips. Like back in the day, you'd have to advertise in a newspaper and spend tons of money to do so. Like now you don't have to do that. You don't spend that kind of money. Um, it, it it's 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 such a hard thing like again you're promoting yourself i'm promoting myself like i don't want to get like lost in the fact we sh- we shouldn't be doing that cuz we should be like i'm not shitting on you guys for doing that no 100% I, I no i feel no i feel where you're coming from okay. it's just like the system right. I just, yeah i just don't want it to come off like no absolutely not we, we shouldn't be doing that it's it, it, it's like we're just all competing for the same space and it's like it's hard like it was so easy back in the day, almost like you know, 
with music, it was like you got a record deal. Great, it was hard to get a record deal, but like you got a record deal or or whatever level it was, and you got help promotion like with, with promotion. Um, advertising, you would advertise in like four different outlets. It was TV, radio, uh, newspaper, and billboards. Now it's like it's just so many avenues, and so many places to like get the word out. It's 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 difficult to figure out which one to use appropriately. In my opinion, there's a cat behind me. <laughs> it's hard. I I like absolutely agree, and you know, in this conversation, like I don't think you're coming at anybody that's self promoting. It's just kind of like a description of how the system has changed and stuff like that. And it's like you know, it, fe- it feels weird because you have to kind of hop on that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the only way. The way the system is built now, it's kind of like. It's just a it's just a fact of it. Like yeah. And when I say I hate the, I hate the fact that we have we have to do it. It's 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 not that I hate people for doing it. It's I hate the fact that like we're all out there <laughs> trying to yell louder than mm-hmm. the other person. It just feels weird. No, hundred percent. But that's the it's a great time to be alive. I mean yeah, you know, who would have thought we'd be, you know, able to talk like this in different areas of the world, you know, 20 years ago. And you have a cat on camera. Cat on camera. This is Nala. Oh, yeah. My baby. About ouch, to turn two again. My baby and my penis. He's somewhere. You got two you say so two cats and a dog? Oh, it's a cat talking to you. Yes. Someone just stopped in front of my house and I got real confused. I don't know if my girl ordered food or what, what just happened, but <laughs> I saw a car in front of my house. And I just got sketched out. Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Two, two cats and a dog. Handle that shit. <laughs> Take a shirt off, answer the door. What the fuck is up? No, dude, they drove away. That's why I'm like, I, it must've been door dash <laughs> or something. I don't know. Caught you staring. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, funny DoorDash story. My wife went to uh, Hershey with her girlfriends. This is like a month or two ago. Little girls weekend. I'm at home with the kids. And uh, I wanted to watch I wanted to watch an Eagles game. So it was still football season. So I'm like, alright. My son goes to bed at like 8. My daughter goes down around 7. So I'm like, and then the kickoff is like 8.15. So I'm like, alright. Gotta get the daughter down at seven. Gotta get the kid. And my kid procrastinates. The the older one, he like tries to dick around and you know do all this shit. But like this night, I need him to go to bed on time. I need you in bed. Me downstairs. So I'm seeing kickoff. Get the girl down. Get my son down. I'm walking down the steps. I will enter the living room. The the kickoff is in the air. I'm like fuck yeah, this is sweet. Watching football. Kids are in bed. This is, life's life's good. Having a beer or two. <laughs> I think they were playing the Giants, and they were they just destroyed them. It wasn't even a, a game worth watching. So I'm I'm kind of just hanging around, you know, and it's it's again it's like eleven, maybe close to twelve, and um, I'm on my phone watching TV at the same time, right? That's what we do, right? And the um, the doorbell and the camera goes off. It says someone's at your front door. And I'm like, this is late. 
And so I'm like, maybe something set it off, no big deal. So I open the camera up, and there's somebody at my door taking a picture of my house. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, yo, is Amazon delivering at night now? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, so I open the door, and there's two bags of McDonald's sitting there. <laughs> and I go, you dumb, dumb person. <laughs> and I knew what happened. My wife was out with her you know, girlfriend's out in Hershey. Uh, they were out like drinking all day. They were at the Trogues Brewery, all this kind of stuff, shit. And I'm like, these girls fucking ordered Fuck DoorDash <laughs> and didn't change the fucking address. <laughs> so I'm like, but like, it's so, it's, what sucked is like, thanks, babe. <laughs> no, it, it was so, so, it was so late at night, right? So they ordered like, it was like, uh, Three quarter pounders, uh, three fries, and like three drinks. It's so late. I have zero interest in eating any of this food. <laughs> zero. Like, I, I ate the fries just because, like, the French fries. I'm like, I can't pass up fries. So I did, like, I took a video. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I took a bite of, the, of a burger just so it didn't go to complete waste. But yeah. So yeah, DoorDash delivered to my house. The wrong, wrong, wrong town. For the wife who's who could have used it. What so <laughs> what makes it even funnier is so I took a video, right? I'm like, I'm gonna send it to them, these idiots. I sent it to them. No response from my wife. I'm like, did she fucking pass out? <laughs> so I sent it to uh another girl that I knew that she was with, who's like, she's a pro. She drinks like a like a pro. I'm like, there's no way this girl's sleeping. Send it to her. Nothing. They all passed out. Every single one of them passed out. So even if the food arrived at the right place, <laughs> they probably still wouldn't have got it because <laughs> they were all passed out. <laughs> so they woke up and uh, had a good laugh at you know the whole thing. But yeah, it's funny. All right, we'll wrap things up. Elephants dancing. Where can people find you? On the internet, I think we mentioned it already, but let's uh, wrap things up by doing a quick rundown. Okay, so uh, quick rundown. I mean, do you want an uh, overall quick rundown? Yeah, do it. This is your this is your time to shine. All right, overall quick rundown. Um, we're Elephants Dancing. You can find us at elephantsdancing.com. Uh, tell you a little bit about our music. Um, there's links to our music through our link tree, which can also be found on our website if you hit the music link. Um, our YouTube links on there, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Um, we're playing some acoustic local stuff coming up. And then after that, we got two big shows at the jazz cafe in April, uh, setting up to record some videos, buy a van and go on tour this summer. And you know, it's about it. Yeah, Six dude. piece, high new energy, reggae, ska, trying to tour <laughs> new song. Yeah, yeah, new song coming out April twenty first. Uh, same day as our headlining show at the Jazz Cafe, featuring the Harbor Boys and the Crates. Very cool. I'm excited for you guys. You know, uh, the the thank you. The pandemic really put a. I feel like in this this area, I mean, I think in the world too. Like, I feel like we were finally on this like, just this this positive trajectory. We, like as a, as a world in this this area that specifically too like a local music scene like everything was just going well and like the pandemic really <clears throat> you know took the wind out of the sails so to speak but um, I'm glad you guys are back you're 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 you know 
doing the tour, getting the van, and writing new music and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited for you guys. Hopefully, I'll see you again this fall at the uh, Steamtown Awards. Hopefully, I'll see you sooner at a show. I mean, I would love to guys check you guys out because I have not seen you guys live yet. Come on out, man! Oh, oh yeah, man! I'll on bring out. I'll bring a, a, a tiki drink, you know. Come through, man. I'll put you on the list. We're oh shit. Dance a little bit, have a good oh, time. Yeah, the list. You know, and especially the thing, the thing that's cool about these shows that we got going on, it's I mean, it's not just us. Uh April 2nd, we're supporting Tropidelic. They are absolutely amazing. Tropidelic is by far a staple in the scene. Um, April 21st for a headliner, we have the crates who are local who have been, yeah. you know, performing really well gathering themselves they're a startup but they're doing really well playing some really cool music and the harbor boys the harbor boys uh cool cool fun fact are actually featuring on a song on the album oh shit so we'll be playing a new song that day featuring the harbor boys as well nice yeah they're a super uh fun group of guys and you know they're coming in from maryland a little bit of maryland reggae to uh come play a show with us awesome yeah so it's not just us these shows have a lot of fun stuff going on so if you come down, like we can hang out at the show and have fun too. Do me a favor, remind me when it gets closer to the show on the twenty first. Remind me that that show's going on. Mm-hmm. Message me on Facebook, whatever you want to do. Just hit me up. Remind me it's happening again, and sure. I try and get out like once a month. I really do. Well, you're ours on April then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel loved. Like, want me? Another one of those like relationship things, like you just for yeah, we'll be <laughs> Well, just at the the jazz. I, I feel like every show I go to, it's either at the jazz cafe or the V spot. But whenever yeah. I go to a show, like I said I don't get out much. It's like once a month, and it's one of the two venues. And I was just at the uh, the jazz cafe for the Portland Frank and uh, another day Don show that was mm. last nice. week or the week before that. One of the two, but I saw. University Drive there, James Barrett there. Um, the Mogwas are coming back to Scranton, I think, I think in May at the V Spot. Yeah, so it's always like the V Spot, the Jazz Cafe. So, I mean, really, there's only two venues that are, are worth going to for live music. So, I guess it makes sense. But thank you guys for uh, taking the time on a Tuesday. It's almost 11.30 at night. <laughs> um, I'd still be up anyways, so it's not it's still skin off my back. Um, this is the time of night where the wife's in bed, kids are in bed. I get to like you like watch what I want to watch on TV, or I fall asleep on the couch. I don't know. Xbox. <laughs> Xbox. I, I don't. Yeah. I, so I just I got a Nintendo Switch last year for my kid. Oh I've yeah. Been playing that. Switch. I've been playing that. Yeah. I like the sports games, baseball, basketball, Mario Kart. But but yes, thank you guys for uh, for doing this. Thank you for being part of our scene here in NEPA. Thank you for creating great music. And uh, thank you for letting me be a part of what you guys do. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Well, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit stop, but stick around. I want to hear this uh, this uh, merch place you're going to. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys. Elephants dancing. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. All right, see you.